I think what we're talking about today is the very uh, seemingly random history that hasn't even happened yet of what is Disney's live action Mulan. Yeah. Uh, It was announced forever ago. Uh, It was debated forever ago, filmed, ready to be released. We did a whole podcast about it. We designed a patch. Did a whole patch, which I still love. Love the patch. It's out there, everybody. Go buy it. We're going to re-release it one day. I mean, it's still out, so you can still buy it now. Yeah, right. um, But then we all know what happened. Well, do you remember for Mulan? Of course you remember, but just remind everybody else. I have not seen either version of the show. You have not. I've purposely been avoiding Mulan, so I've never seen it. Yeah. I have an idea of what happens. It's a little bit uh, yentl, if I remember right. Sure. (laughs) Hello, gorgeous. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess a little bit. Uh, And we thought it would be an interesting exercise to have you see the live action version without ever seeing the animated version. Yeah. Uh, Because... Sometimes it's it's not sometimes every time it's infuriating to have seen the animated version and go see the live version. And go, mm, yeah, it's the same. It's the story. Yeah, it's that story. And but with real people. So that's a little frustrating. So I thought it would be interesting to see you seeing Mulan as a live action film. If you would respond to it better than someone like me who has loved the animated version so much and then going to see the live one additionally so i thought the previews of the show made it look amazing so i only watched one Mm. um to try to like stop because it does look like it's set in more of a and i think it is pg-13 i believe right on that one i believe so we'll say it is so if we're in charge of that decision (laughs) we'll say let's go rated r just just because (laughs) just we're gonna make it really gory yeah uh no but it like it it felt like it was gonna be a very serious interpretation of the story yeah they took out all the music which i think is very interesting yeah i don't know if it's good or bad yet yeah um we're still waiting patiently waiting Mm. to see if that is if what our thoughts were going to be on it and whatnot you know well disney does have a solution for you at this point though they came up with a solution and we wondered how long it was going to take for this to happen a solution right uh but before we get to that solution we have to go back 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 in time to trolls world tour yeah which i did uh, not know disney owned they did not they didn't (laughs) that's universal uh and they uh kind of 
started this concept with Trolls World Tour, where they released it to be streamed at home. Yeah. For a cost. 20 bucks. And people, uh, this was at the beginning of a lot of people's quarantine lockdown situation, and they were looking for anything, and it did really well. Yeah. Uh, They made a lot of money. And it's 100% to them. They don't have to divide it with anybody. Right. They don't have to give it to any of the theaters. Uh, They don't have to distribute it. Mm -hmm. It's all just done digitally. Yeah. Um, And they did great with it. And people... Uh, speculated that this might be the direction that movies go in the future in general. Right. Yeah. And you and I, we talked about it quite a bit. Like if it was going to be, if that was what we thought was going to happen, AMC quite literally said, "Uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) if you think you are going to do this, we are going to, we won't show any of your additional movies here. If you, yeah. And, and so they're like, if you think that you're going to be doing fast and the furious here, the answer is no. If you think you're going to be doing any of the other big blockbuster movies that you need huge block, uh, box office sells from the answer is no, we, we, we're not going to allow you to start going down this road of, um, allowing movies to be released. Well, and let's be honest, there are movies that watching them at home is not that big of a deal. But there are movies that you want to see in a movie theater. You want the the ridiculously loud sound. You want the the feeling of the crowd watching a film. Uh, you want the group reaction to things. Um, scary movies are not nearly as scary at home. Aren't uh, they? Live action. <laughs> big action films with lots of explosions and things are much more exciting in a theater. Uh, and you're less distracted and whatnot. Um, and so personally, I can see there are some films that I 100% would say, sure, I'd rather watch that at home and avoid going to a movie theater. But there are other films that I think, no, I would rather see that in a movie theater. I can say that Greatest Showman, if I would have seen that at home on a regular movie, yeah. I don't think I would have responded the same way that we did as seeing it live in person with a sound system. Our poor little, our poor little uh, TV. It's nice, but it is not a Dolby surround sound oh, system no. at AMC. Yeah, yeah. It is not that. I, you don't think the movie at home would have gotten you to set down your popcorn? Uh, no. Yeah. I with our poor little speakers. <laughs> I mean, if this is going to be the way, in the past, I've had like projections and had a, a you know a huge projector and right. surround sound and dark rooms and stuff you know that's i guess we could potentially do that again because that's what disney wants us to do they're now releasing mulan they are now releasing that one and they're releasing it for 30 dollars to, to buy it yeah and i think the 30 dollar price tag is the sticking point for a lot of people additionally you do have to be a disney plus subscriber too so you have to i mean everybody is So you're already paying seven and yeah yeah and that's the whole thing is i i've seen a couple different schools of thought on this particular situation one group is like yay new movies and it's at home it's perfect you know and they're very excited about it and then there's another group of thought that says $30 for a movie? No, no, I'm not paying $30 for a movie. Um, and I'm honestly a bit more of the second camp. I think $30 for a film. 
that you don't even physically own. It's just a digital copy of it um, to watch at home is a bit steep. I'm going to say definitely that for us because there's only two of us here. Um, and we'll probably only watch it once. Once would be maybe once a, a year. Yeah. We might watch it two or three times if we paid that much money for it. I will say this. I was more excited about them releasing Onward. Yeah. And would have paid a couple extra bucks to watch Onward at home. Yeah. Uh, everyone that listens to the podcast knows how I feel about the live action remakes. Yeah. I think they are a lazy cash grab and I think it's offensive. So there is no way you're getting me paying $30 for a live action remake of a movie that I can already watch. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Absolutely not happening for you. huh? No. How much would you have paid for Onward? Uh, for Onward, I think I would have paid just, I mean, for a regular ticket. Let's just say I would pay 10 bucks yep. to see Onward live at, at, at home, right? Um. Thirty dollars though, thirty. I was telling you, I thought potentially they could have gotten, not potentially, they one hundred percent could have gotten people to pay thirty dollars to see uh, Avengers Endgame at home. Yeah, people would have dropped thirty bucks for that without blinking an eye. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know that Mulan has the the gumption or the following to get people to spend that much money for a single film. Yeah, it was expected to be one of the big blockbusters of the season. It was originally scheduled to be released in March and it was going to be like the, it was going to be one of the biggest seasons for that month. Yeah. Uh, it had a $200 million uh, uh, budget that they spent on making the movie. Sure. And they say that's why they have to charge $30 to try to recoup some of the money back yeah. um, that they put into it. Um, so, that's their justification behind it. I do wonder, you've bought movies on Blu-ray and stuff, right? I have. And what are those normally run nowadays? Oh, it's been a good minute. But I think you would probably run close to $20 to $25, depending on the version that you yeah. would get. Some of them come, they did come with a digital version in addition to uh, the the hard copy. The digital and the actual CD. Yeah. Yeah, because this is the thing about that as well. Is that I mean, obviously we're transitioning into a digital age and maybe this just shows how old I am. But um a $24 version of it in the store is completely acceptable, but a $24 digital version of it is not. What about this though? Let's say that they say what we're doing is we're giving you a a movie, a Disney movie pass for Disney plus it's an additional add on to your current Disney plus subscription. And what it does is it gives you access to all of our digital releases for the next six months. Mm. And here are all the movies that are coming out on digital release for the next six months. Yeah. Then I might be more willing to spend money. Okay. Uh, what, what movies would you include in that? Oh, their archives. Are no, there like they're new movies. So if they had said, hey, we're going to release Onward and next we're going to release Mulan and next we're going to release, I don't know what the next thing is. Um, okay. So if it was like a package deal. Yeah. And if it was like once a month or whatever, they're releasing one of these movies on Disney Plus that they would release in a theater but are unable to. 
uh, I think they would get more action out of that than this one-time purchase of $30. I am more than happy to support art and I, you know, I'm more than happy to pay to see things. I don't need to pirate things to watch them, but I do think that the price is too high at $30 for a single film. I completely agree. Obviously, I do. Uh, if we had a family of like four, I was about to say, maybe yeah. it would be a little bit more justified um, if that was what we were normal normally spending. Um, well, because you think about it, because there are families of four, and if you go to anything other than super cheap dollar theater or um, you know discount Mondays or whatever your local right. theater has, you're spending upwards of like $8 a person to get into these movies. Ours are 15 here. Yeah. So at that point, you're saving yourself $30. Right. Uh, to take your family of four. So and it, drinks are $5, popcorn's 14 Right. So you may very well save money in that situation if you have kids that are excited to see it and popcorn at home, you could save yourself a lot of money. Yeah. Um, which is great. But like you said, for you and I, I don't see it being a viable purchase. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, sadly. So what is the difference then between owning a digital copy, owning a physical copy that you have in a blue case for 25 mm -hmm. as opposed to a digital version? Because by the way, they did say that with the $30, uh, it will be, you'll be able to keep it as long as you keep your subscription active. Right. And um, that's the issue for me right there. Okay. Uh, for those of us old folks who uh, used iTunes for a very long time. Oh, iTunes. I was around for a long time with iTunes. Uh, it was very frustrating that iTunes could decide that you don't own things anymore. Yeah. Uh, you would have songs disappear out of your library because they, for whatever reason, decided that they're not carrying that song anymore. Yeah. Or... Uh, they would alter things because they wanted to. And that's very frustrating. On top of that, um, you didn't ever actually own your music on iTunes. They yeah. could limit the number of times you could... Here's showing my age. They would limit the number of times you could burn it to a disc. Or they would format it in such a way that it couldn't be burned to a disc. Yeah. And you don't own that music. Right. Uh, and that's what I find fishy about this system too is like yeah you'll own mulan as long as you keep on paying us yeah you have to pay us an upkeep fee to own these movies whereas if i just bought it outright on a blu-ray it's mine yeah you know what i mean yeah and i, I get a little bit of two when you buy it i mean i guess it, it's just a new it's just different because when you buy it on on disc you can watch it and then you can loan it to your brothers and they can watch it. Sure. You can loan it to your cousins and they can watch it and then you can get it back. But I guess, I mean, that's real old school. People don't do that at all. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, at 28, I should not know these things. Yeah. You're, you're showing, <laughs> you're showing year, wisdom beyond your years for a 28 year old. Because I just recently went through the same type of a situation with YouTube music. I've subscribed to that and it has everything that Spotify has and all that jazz, right? Uh -huh. um, and plus when we, we watch a ton of YouTube and you don't have to watch those annoying freaking commercials anymore. Right. Especially during political season, just saying. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fantastic 
fantastic to not watch commercials on YouTube anymore. Right. Brilliant. So it's totally worth like the six or seven bucks a month and you get like unlimited music. But I worry about the same thing. The reason I'm doing that is because Google Play has decided that Google Play is no longer a thing and now I have to do YouTube music. So same all your work on Google Play is gone. Is completely gone and they're helping me transition and whatnot as long as I stay with inside the Google universe. But if I want to transfer out of it, like that's an issue. Right. Additionally, so like with iTunes, iTunes, we did subscribe to it. We bought our iPods. We connected our things. We bought our iPhones and we imported all of our music and we did all that work and spent all the time on cover art to then now iTunes has gone away completely. And now it's like, what is it now? Um, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple Play, Apple TV. I have no so it's four it separate software systems instead of one. Yeah. So is, I mean, is Disney doing the same thing to us? And I don't know. But this is this is the the downfall to huh, us being old people dealing with new technology. This may be a problem just that we have, right? Um, whereas the younger generations may be fine with not actually owning it. Great, I don't have to move discs around, um, right? I have to say, moving with a ton of DVDs is horrific. It takes up way more space. It did. Um, to the point now that I've gotten rid of all my cases and just put them into folders, you know. And we still don't watch them because we still like our blue. I don't think we even have a, a proper player right now. Not currently. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I totally understand where the convenience comes from. The problem is, is that with that convenience comes the very real issue that there is no real ownership. They could, yeah, they could just vanish and you've got nothing to say about it. Yeah. There's no guarantee about it. Yeah. Mm, that That's literally quite it right there. And it's the same problem that we have with all the services, which by the way, obviously they love because they're making money hand over fist for it. So, well, and right now, uh, during our, our current situation, a lot of people turn to digital entertainment to stay connected to the world, to keep yourself entertained, um, to keep yourself from going crazy. And so I think right now, places like Spotify, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, all these things are getting so much work right now because we need them. We, we are so isolated from each other um, most of the time that we need that kind of interaction um, what what is to say what's going to happen um, when things return to some estimation of normal? Yeah, and we don't depend on them as much. I seem to remember you mentioning how much viewership went up just on YouTube when uh, we were all starting to be quarantined. Right. I mean, their numbers shot through the roof because that's all we had to do. I refuse to watch anything other than YouTube right now. Oh, <laughs> like, well, there you it's go. Just like that's not true. I mean, I watch a few other streaming services, but yeah, like it's just great to go in there and hand select out the stupid videos I want to watch. Oh, it's great. Yeah, you it do watch stupid videos. They are so stupid. <laughs> ah. Um, but thirty dollars for a single film. To your point earlier, though, if it was a standalone service, if right. it was called disney movies or disney plus movies disney and it was movie pass like yeah. if it was like a if it was a standalone service that because walmart had the voodoo film was it voodoo that they yeah. had 
Um, I don't know if anybody even really realized that it was Walmart that owned that service, but they owned that service and it was free to have and you could upload your digital copies to it and you could type in your code from the box that you got on the back and they'd be stored in there forever. Yeah. But there wasn't really a way for them to ever make money off the platform. So they retired it and it went away. Yeah. And then so but if like Disney were to do that, if they were to say this is a standalone service and you can buy your movies and it'll be in here forever, then I might consider it more. Well, but then that's the whole thing, isn't it? You look at what happened to Voodoo. Um, I know people whom I didn't have a Voodoo account. So every time I bought a movie, I would give them the code to whatever movie I bought because I was like, hey, yeah, this way you can have it without having to buy it. And I don't feel like I'm wasting this code. By all means, take it. When Voodoo shut down, all those movies that I shared with them yeah. inevitably went away. Yeah. So you're just out yeah that that's particular service and yeah. that's what i find scary about disney being like pay us 30 dollars for this movie and you can have it as long as you have our service wink wink you know and the idea of like having them downloadable that you can download it to your computer or something is ridiculous too really you you can't keep that much information on your computer it's just no, not gonna work it's true uh lastly i will say though that like they are only doing this for the united states because theaters and other countries are already open ah. so those they're releasing it normally okay it's only going to be for united states that's available for it um they are saying um that this is a uh trial system that it's not a new way of doing business that they are just experimenting just to see how it goes just okay. trying to so that they're not making any radical changes over it. They've said that. Uh, they did survey everybody. Um, they did survey people to see how receptive they would be. Okay. Only 15 to 16% of people said that they would be interested in buying the movie at $30. Yep. That's, that's the issue I'm running into. So, yeah. I wonder if they come out with like a cheaper version, if they do a $5 Monday version of it later or a rental version or something. Right. We'll see. Uh, so what do you think at home is $30 too much for the movie or do you think yeah it's cheaper than taking my family to an actual theater what what group are you in are you in the 15% that will or the rest that won't uh, but it's like I always say you must be swift as a coursing river follow my perfectly sculpted two finger point to the exit if you enjoyed today's podcast rate review us on your favorite podcast app and if you didn't help us do better by buying a patch at disneypatch.com always be proud of what makes you unique and we'll see you next time on the obscure disney podcast